This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. We're going to try to finish a message we began a few weeks ago entitled, Kill the Dragon. I'm going to try to behave tonight. You guys want me to get in trouble. Amen. Father, tonight as we prepare for your word, I pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us, open your word to us, help us to become what you want us to be. Lord, we're in the middle of this kabash mentality. Lord, we want to conquer. We want to win. We want to subdue and overcome. And Lord, I know you're speaking to us through this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 9. You can also open to Genesis uh, uh, chapter 3 if you want to, Genesis chapter 3. But Revelation 12 and 9 is where we began just a few weeks ago. Uh, This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all... His angels. So we're talking about a specific enemy. And we learned a few weeks ago that what we were talking about was this great dragon, this, this force, this, this, um, this evil one who does something. We find it in verse number four. And I just want to hurry because I want to get to where we are. We find it in verse number four. It says, His tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman. Notice this. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth because why? He was ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. And what we talked about just a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to get to the second point because we only made it through one point, was the enemy wants to stand in front of every good thing being birthed in your life and devour it. We realize that's why the enemy is waiting to rob you, listen to me, to rob you as you walk out these doors after you felt the presence of the Holy Spirit tonight. He wants you to get a wrong call. Flat tire, see some blue lights, come on now. Some of you are like me, you don't even get pulled over by the blue lights, but they get your blood pressure up when you see them. Come on. Well, hi, because you don't want to get pulled over. And the enemy wants to position himself to rob you from the blessing of the presence of God and what God is starting in your life. And we realize that he does that in a three-pronged attack. And last time when we talked about this, we talked about the first head of that dragon. Uh, and let me just tell you, first off, I celebrate that the enemy was poised to devour that that was being born, but, but the spirit caught him up. How many of you know that it's the spirit that's gonna, gonna deliver you ultimately? Amen? And so we talked about the head of the dragon of doubt. How the enemy wants to destroy your shield of faith if possible. How the enemy wants to uh, get you to live by logic instead of by faith. But I want you to understand that faith doesn't defy logic necessarily, but faith takes it to the next level. The enemy wants you to play victim, but, but God has called you to be a conqueror. And the way that we're going to defeat this dragon uh, is by not believing his lies. We must make sure the voice of the Holy Spirit is the loudest in our lives. 
And we studied how that the enemy had, had, had told half-truths because the enemy was speaking from a, a place of deception and he told half-truths and tried his best to get Adam and Eve in the garden to not believe, listen to me carefully, to not believe the promises of God. And when you believe the lies of the devil over the promises of God, we established this, that what essentially you're doing is you're calling God a liar. And God is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't sin. You see, we buy into the lie and we doubt the truth. There's no way that could work for me. Have you ever, I, I'd love to tell you that miracles don't surprise me, but there's sometimes that I step out on faith and I'm like, God, I don't know how this is going to work. And when it does work, I'm, after all these years, I'm still like, wow, that actually works. God's never failed us. God's never let us down. Can I get an amen for that? You see, what, how did Jesus deal with doubt? He, he brought the word. He brought the word. And we thought about how the enemy tries to make serving God look harder than it really is. The reality is walking in darkness is a way of pain and a way of struggling. And so all of that said quickly to bring us to this point, I want to talk to you about the second way the enemy attacks you. And the second way the enemy attacks you is through the dragon of apathy. The dragon of apathy. I want you to get this tonight. With this, the enemy lulls people to sleep. We can overcome him when our God-given purpose is bigger and better than our sin. I want you to get this. We can overcome the enemy of apathy when we begin to actually walk in the life that God has called us to walk. When we engage in his purposes, when we get busy doing something that is beyond ourselves. Can I get an amen for that? Now I want you to understand that Eve first ate from the tree that was not supposed to be taken from. Eve took that. One of my favorite jokes growing up was always a joke. I guess my dad must have shared it from the pulpit. He said that Adam and his sons, Cain and Abel, were out walking one day. And as they were walking, they saw a beautiful garden over in the distance. And they said, Daddy, what is that over there? How come we never go over there? And he said, well, sons, that's where we lived before your mama ate us out of house and home. Come on, amen. <laughs> but I want to give Eve a little bit of credit. Eve fell. But Eve was not there alone. I want you to understand this. Adam was right there. I've got it in Scripture. Instead of stepping up, Adam stepped in. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And I tell you, that's some of your problem. You've had an opportunity to step up, but instead you stepped in. Genesis 3, the woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. It's actually verse number six. And its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave, watch this, some to her what? Who was with her. And he ate it too. He was right there. Can I tell you, Adam's first mistake was not eating the fruit. It was not putting up a fight. Adam had already fallen before he ate the fruit. Because Adam sat there and watched one who was given under his care step into danger. He just watched. He just sat there. He just was there. 
And Eve fell for the lie of the enemy with Adam right there. He was able to stop it. He did nothing to prevent Eve from stepping into this trap. I want you to get something today. Indecision is a decision. Good things don't happen by default. Good things happen by design. You're going to have to make up your mind if you want to defeat the enemy that's trying. You see, you come into this house and you get all fired up and you get geared up and you're ready and we're going to, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And I preach a message about sin and you repent of your sin and you're going, you're going, you're going. And the next thing you know, you're not even through Sunday night and they're knock, 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 there's sin. You're going to have to stop being a spectator in your own spiritual life. Thank you, because I was about to give my own amen there. You've got to make your mind up. I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to step into the destiny that God's called me to walk into. I'm going to, I'm going to become who God's chosen me to be. And you've got to understand it's just not going to happen by a mistake or default. It's going to have to be something you put your work into. You're going to have to work on that, whatever it is, to make it go to the next level. You're going to have to start making steps. If you want to have a marriage that is designed in the right order by God, you're going to have to work on your marriage. If you want to have a purpose that you know is from God, you're going to have to follow your dream and you've got to work on your dream. Blows my mind. I'll see some people with talent and they'll, they'll be like, oh, I, you know, no doors will open for me and nobody will help me. And, and I've watched people who maybe didn't have quite as much talent, but they, they practice nonstop. They, they're, they're taking every opportunity that they get. You know, people would say to me, nobody will let me preach. And I remember hearing that when I was a kid and I was preaching and I was preaching all around, but I wasn't preaching in, in churches like this. I was preaching down in the nursing home. Nothing wrong with the nursing home. Don't want to be there, but nothing wrong with it. Come on now. I was preaching to the nursing home, and I'd be preaching my heart out. And I, I, I shouldn't have said, I even remember one time I said something like this. You need to get to know Jesus. You're close. You're real close in meeting him. Come on now. Amen. I was just a teenager. I was preaching my heart out. I'd be preaching. I'd be preaching. in the fire of God. I'm calling down God in the nursing home, and I'm going anywhere they're asking me. And I'll never forget every time I'd go preach in the nursing home, this one little lady, she'd go, preacher, 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 preacher. And I was like, you know, give your heart to Jesus or something. But she wanted the same thing every time. She said, would you stop preaching and sing Jesus loves me? And I'd say, give me a minute. She said, no, now. So I'd sing Jesus loves me to her. But then I'd go to the places with two and three. I'm trying to tell you, you have a call on your life, but it's not going to just open for you in a moment. You've got to be willing to go where others won't go. You've got to be willing to do what others won't do. You've got to, you've got to be willing to, to... You know what my first ministry assignment was? The junior boy, the Royal Rangers. And... The only reason they gave me the class was nobody else could stand the smell. I'm not exaggerating. They went, they literally went, you, you go teach. And that's how it started. That's where it began. I'm trying to tell you, if you want to move forward, you've got to stop just watching and you've got to engage. It's got to go from more than listen to what they're singing. I feel goosebumps to I'm going to help invite the presence of God into this place. The way you keep the enemy from robbing what God's doing in you is you get engaged. You start moving forward. You grab your Bible. 
When I grabbed my Bible this morning and headed out to my, my study, every bone in my body was hurting for some reason, but I still went. Was it one of those mornings when heaven opened up? Not until God began to speak to me about planting a church tonight. And then I, I mean, I was hurting until then, and then I was shouting. It's like, God, you're going to do something great. You see, the serpent is going to always be there, and he's going to be trying to seduce you and keep you, keep you on the sidelines. The enemy, the serpent seduced Eve with Adam right by her side. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Adam, what kind of man are you? I mean, don't just stand there. Do something. Some of you are going, Pastor, I see my family going down the wrong path. Pray for them. Talk to them. They're tired of hearing it. Well, they'd rather hear it again than burn in hell someday. Somebody needs to talk to them. You see... Because one day there's going to be a reckoning for what happened. Adam's came a little quicker. The Bible says that, that God confronts Adam. Just a few verses, about six verses later, God confronts Adam in verse number 12, Genesis chapter 3, verse number 12. And, and, and this is what it says. There's the man replied, watch this. God said, what did you do? And he said, it was that woman. He blames Eve. Are you with me? And then, who does he blame? It was that woman, you gave me, God. <laughs> it was that woman and you, and y'all got me in trouble. That excuse didn't work for Adam. It won't work for you. Come on now, man. <laughs> but I want you to notice what Adam never did in that. He never blamed himself. And the, the dragon of apathy will keep you from seeing your own blame. It will make it always somebody else's fault that you're not walking free. It'll make it somebody else's fault that you're struggling. It'll make it somebody else's fault. And you're always going to be there. You know what? You, you know, there are a lot of wounds and things that happen in our lives. I was a pastor's child. I'm not supposed to be a pastor. You know what they say about PKs? Come on now. I'm not supposed to love Jesus. I know what it's like to be hurt and abused in the house of God. I know what that's like. But sometimes you have to stop. And you have to make up your mind. I can let them set me back or I can step up and I can, I can just start moving forward. Well, it's that woman you gave me. I can't. No, 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 no. Stop blaming her. If you gave me a better husband, God. No, 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 no. God's speaking to us. God's speaking to our hearts tonight. You see, you have to understand that we are going to have to plan for better days and we've got to get engaged to do that. Because without a plan, you will find yourself playing more defense than offense. And it's time to move forward. Let me talk to you about the last dragon that we're going to have to fight tonight. The dragon of lust. Not one amen in this place? Let me just tell you that all lust is not just sexual. Lust has one word attached to it. Are you ready? More. 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 Come on now. More money, more sex, 
more applause, more of this, more of that. You need more. You need more. If you don't have enough, nobody sees you for You need more. You need more. And you've got to understand that what this enemy is doing is he's promising you a, a, a lie. He's telling you false promises because more is not going to satisfy you. We defeat this enemy by standing on the promises of God. You see, the promises of God will never fail you. The promise of God will always bring about exactly what he said they would bring about in your life. Lust promises pleasure, but will cost you your integrity. And I like this, plus tax. The Bible says... That if you engage in certain kinds of lust activity, it will cause the very foundations of your house to rot out from under you. Lust says you're going to be happy. You want more. You need all you can get in this life. You need all of this and all of that. And it tells you something, but it does not. I have an old sermon from about 20 years ago trying to bubble up in me. Can I preach it for just a second? Just to, I'll do it real fast. It was back when we got this new invention called caller ID. <laughs> How many will agree with me that was God's gift to us? Come on. <laughs> nope, not talking to you. Boom. <laughs> well, I thought about what happens when lust calls us. You see lust calling, you answer the phone, and you say, oh, it's lust. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Are, oh, really? Oh, I'm going to stop there because the first time I preached that 20 guys, I still remember what they said. They said, you sounded like you enjoyed that phone call too much. <laughs> and then God calls us right after lust. And because we just talked to lust, <laughs> I don't want to talk to God. So we ignore his call. Come on. You see, but after lust calls you, he, the th bad thing is he writes your number on the stall. Come on. And then denial calls you. Hello? How you doing? Come on. Yeah, you're right. It is nobody's business what I'm doing. It's my life. Come on, that's, this is the call of lust. It leads to denial. It, it doesn't matter. I get to make, you know what? You're right, their, their rules are archaic. That's not how we live anymore. Thanks for calling me. Ring, ring. Conviction is gone. There ain't a chance in the world I'm answering your call. Ring, ring. Because lust may give your number to denial, but denial always gives your number to shame. And it's like that scab you can't stop picking at. You're going to answer. Hello? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm dumb. I didn't put this all together, but you don't think Matt Lauer's answered that call today? If you watch the news and his firing today over this very situation, the shame that's on his house, he's answered a call of shame. 
Of course, I, I don't want to preach the whole message to you, but the beauty is after, after lust and denial and shame get through ripping out every bit of your guts, God still calls. And this is how I used to answer it like this. I'd have the phone ring and I'd grab it up and I'd go, God be calling. I'm like, hello, what do you want? You called to tell me what? That you love me? Don't you know who I've been talking to? And you still love me? Do you mind? Do I mind if, if you call again? No, I guess you can call. You hang up and all of a sudden, ring, 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 and it's salvation on the line. Woo! You answer it. Hallelujah. You're feeling better now. You don't want to talk to shame, denial, lust anymore because you found freedom. Whew. After that, you get the phone rings again and you recognize it's God's extension, but this time it says Holy Ghost. <laughs> you answer the phone, it's like fire shoots through your body and you're like, whoo, hallelujah, call anytime. You hang up and the phone rings one more time. It's the call nobody likes. It says service call. Because God's got a purpose. The reason he rescued you is because he has something better for you. Amen. You see, the enemy wants you to believe the lie of lust. Genesis 3, 12. That, free, that sermon was free, but you know, it's gone. <laughs> the enemy said, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. I want you to get this. I want you to understand what God's speaking to us. You see, the enemy says, you're, you're going to get something more because we think that the more will satisfy us. But that's a dragon lie. Nothing this side of heaven will truly satisfy. Nothing this side of heaven. Is really going to stop that ache in your soul. Don't settle for sex, power, fame, or fortune. Can I tell you what you need more of if you're going to have more of something? You need more of God. If you're going to go, you're going, if you're going to, if you're going to go over the deep edge for something, you need more of the Holy Spirit. You need more of the presence of God. You're going, but Pastor, you don't understand. I need to feel love. Don't you understand love, joy, peace, and all of those, the kindness and the long-suffering, all of that is a fruit of having who? The Holy Spirit in your life. You need more of Him. My goodness. If you're going to be addicted to something, be addicted to the power of God. Forbidden fruit will always cause you problems. But the only fruit that will satisfy is the fruit of the Spirit. You see, the dragon lies and he tells you right there. He said, oh, God's holding out on you. God, God knows if you, if, you, if you try this, you're going to understand more. You're going to know more. And the enemy tells you a lie. It blows my mind what he said to them. He said, he knows if you eat of that tree. He'd already told him you can't eat of any of the trees, but he knows if you eat of that tree, you're going to know more. You're going to have more. You're going you're gonna to be more. And as a matter of fact, he even said, you're going to be like God. Wow. Think about their situation. God gave them the garden rent-free. How would you like to have a home rent-free? Come on now. Rent-free. What more could they ask for? 
I mean, what more could they want? Everything they had was right there. The food, the rest, the supply, each other, everything was right there. What more could they ask for? They wanted one more thing. Are you ready for it? One more tree. They wanted something more. Do you realize that there's like 23,000 varieties of trees on this planet? There's a hundred varieties of apple trees. There are so many fruit-bearing trees that Adam could have eaten from a tree every single day for three years. A different tree every single day. You could have had, man, you talk about not repeating a meal for three years. But because he already had those, the enemy appealed to something inside of him that said, what you need is more. No, what we need is more of God that will help us be satisfied with where we are because you're, you're going to, you think I just need, I can't, I can't enjoy, I can't become. Something's holding me back. No, no, no. What you need to do is let God meet you where you are and let him prepare you to go to where you want to be because when you let God prepare you inside, then you get good. You come to the place that you're able to walk in where you dreamed of walking. I want you to get that. Well, I want to be this. Let God make you that. I want to be happy. God will give you joy. Happiness turns to silliness, but joy lasts. It'll come and return to you even through the dark times. You see, lust is a lie. It cannot satisfy. I just had to throw that in there. Let me close tonight. I'm a little early and... Let me close with this. The three-headed dragon is a real foe, but he is defeated. Can I get an amen? amen? The enemy is sitting there waiting to rob you, but I want you to understand something about the enemy. The enemy is not equal to God. God is not worried about the enemy winning the battle. The enemy may be set up to destroy you, but you have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit on your side. Amen. I was talking just yesterday about a verse in Psalms that says you go before me and behind me. You watch, you watch what's ahead of me and you watch. God is all around you. God has exactly what you need to help you overcome. But what you're going to have to do is three, those three things. You're going to have to Stop doubting God and start believing God. You're going to have to, watch this now, you're going to have to stop watching and start engaging in the, the decisions to serve God for your life. And third, you're going to have to realize that where God has you is where you're supposed to be until He does in you what needs to be done because God's going to give you more in His time. If you try to make it happen in yours, it's going to cost you everything. You step. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.